We're checking in this morning with State Representative Andrew Fink for the latest on what's happening in Lansing. And uh, one of the big things, obviously, was last week with the governor's State of the State message. Uh, you were there for that, front row seat for it, of, uh, of what she had to talk about in her sixth State of the State message. One, for you, how did it vary from, from her previous State of the State message? And then, I guess, maybe two, what were some of your big takeaways from it? Hey, Kenny, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, I, I would say that the main variance was that um, if you compare it with last year's, and, and although you're right, this is her sixth, it's, it's only of the, of the four years that I've been in office, it's only the second traditional in-person one because she's like a Zoom version in 2021 and 2022. Um, it, it varied greatly in tone. Uh, this was a little less uh, in your face than last, last state of the state. Um, a little less uh, throwing about the new majority in Lansing, and uh, it was a little more subdued, and, and I guess you might even say technical. Um, and I think it probably reflects the fact that, uh, you know, we're now more than halfway into this legislative term, and uh, things have gotten a little bit gummier, and the population problem that our state has has not been reversed despite that being named in last year's state of the state as uh, a major target of the governor's. Um, I don't. I haven't seen 2023 numbers yet, but my expectation is that we're going to have a third straight year of negative population growth, or you know, we might call that shrinking if we weren't uh, de- demographers. So uh, that's kind of how I think the tone was uh, compared with earlier state of the state. So give it an assessment of, of we looked at the major items that she hits. Was she on with some of those? Major disagreement from you on those? Uh, take a look at that. Well, uh, yeah, certainly some areas of, of, you know, really firm disagreement. There's one place where I will uh, where I will say I think that she is on to something that I haven't heard very much about before in Lansing, which is something we've talked about, housing. Uh, I guess I think she kind of put it into the economic development bucket uh, of, of topics in her uh, in her speech. The, the only thing I'll say about it is I, I appreciated the governor recognizing that we are uh, thousands, I mean tens of thousands, probably really more like hundreds of thousands of housing units behind what the market would have demanded over the course of the last, say, couple of decades. Um, but I don't think that government subsidies of a few tens of thousands are going to make up that difference. And in fact, it'll probably be overall counterproductive because it'll both distort the market and inflate housing prices even more. So I, I, I did not think that her prescription was adequate, but I did appreciate that she recognized the, the, the issue of housing. There's one part of her speech that I found actually a bizarre idea. Her administration floated in the fall, uh, maybe early in the winter, giving everyone who purchases an electric vehicle a couple of thousand dollars. They were then kind of confronted by um, the union groups, the UAW most prominently, who uh, had been supportive of Governor Whitmer with the fact that most of those electric vehicles, very few of them are union-made, and so they had a problem with that. And so the pitch, as I understand it today, is that you'd get $1,000 from the state for purchasing any vehicle. You get $2,000 if it's an electric vehicle, and you get a $500 bonus on either of these if it's a union-made vehicle. Why the state of Michigan is going to start handing out checks to people who are purchasing new cars is 
beyond me. I, I genuinely can't even explain that um, as a, you know, a concept with which I disagree. I don't get it at all. So there are some, some parts of this that don't, don't add up in my mind. Governor also hit on uh, free tuition for anyone attending community college, expanding that. Any high school graduate who wants to, to move on, expanding what a current program is right now. Where do you see that going? I don't know. It's not a new idea. You know, I think we even heard that. Um, gosh, I want to say that, that that was in the State of the Union when Barack Obama was president. So I, it's not a new idea. Um, I think it has, in some sense, a similar issues to what I just said about the housing, which is um, the state agreeing to pay, and they're thereby separating the you know, the payer and beneficiary of tuition. I mean, I think that that is a part of the story of how our student loan crisis got to where it is in the first place, which is separating the you know the person who's using the education from the person who's paying for it. Just creates kind of some some difficult uh, economic problems in the marketplace. So I have concerns there, and then I I, I also uh, you know community college is not very expensive as it is, which is great. And, you know, we have Kellogg Community College and Jackson College with footprints in my district. I know that the, the people at, at both of those places, and uh, they're providing a great service. Generally, though, the, the amount of money that it costs is not prohibitive uh, for most students. So I don't really think that that's a problem that has to be solved so much as uh, uh, maybe getting our, our four-year universities under control with their costs and with kind of what the, what direction they're trying to take their educational mission. So I, I guess I think that one's a little bit miscalibrated to what our state actually needs. We're talking to State Representative Andrew Fink this morning. House Republican Leader Matt Hall did uh, praise the governor for, for talking about uh, tax credits to incentivize research and development careers in, in Michigan and, and, and says spurring innovation needs to be part of Michigan's comprehensive growth strategy. Did you hear it that way, and is that something that, uh, that, you, that you're in favor of? Um, I'll, I'll say that uh, uh, Rep. Hall, he used to be the tax chair last term. Um, and the R&D tax credit is something that he's spoken about for quite some time. I haven't really put as much uh, time into that policy to know whether it's something I, I would support or not. Um, certainly, you know, it, it, is, it, it is more calibrated to, to needing to have some innovative um, uh, economic growth in our state that we don't currently have. And so I at least think that it is on to kind of, uh, you know, finding that in in a new way which you know many of the ideas that the uh growing our population council or whatever it was called put together did not have so i'm crazy to me i, I will say i'm not generally uh, as in favor of individual individualized tax credits as a lot of my peers are for the reason that they kind of wind up in some sense picking winners and losers uh, but this might be one that, that needs some work. I don't always watch about it as I will if, uh, if it actually comes to the floor. All right. Now, we're, so we're now 12th of the way into the, uh, the year for the, for the state legislature. Some of it, and you talked about this before, is kind of, uh, kind of on hold until things are settled for the two state rep seats that are open right now because you guys have a, uh, a deadlock in, in the House right now until those two seats, which were Democrat, are, are finally settled and whether that'll be in, in April. Do you see anything happening here for the next uh, two months? Hey, any, any further indication that there is going to be anything happening before? Uh, the end of the first quarter? Yeah, I mean, I think that everybody involved 
literally nothing happening is kind of intolerable. Um, and so I, I think that we will, we're not meeting this week. I don't really know why we're not meeting this week, but um, for the most part for the spring, we have a normal session uh, calendar uh, made up. So I, I think that we're going to kind of keep trying, but it's uh, going to be sort of iterative, you know, um, the speaker and the Republican leadership kind of trying something, and if it doesn't work, maybe trying something else, and you know, we'll see if they get in any kind of rhythm. I do agree that as we get closer and closer to those uh, special elections in April, probably uh, at some point there will be, uh, even if not formally, sort of a mental pause button hit, and then see what happens there, and that'll set the tone for the rest of the year in the House. 35th District State Representative Andrew Fink with us this morning.